Hello once again. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Just want to share a couple things to encourage you today. Um, in a time of gathering last night um, with our families here, I was just really struck by something very, very simple, um, but just rightfully encouraging. Um, one of the families here just had a, a new baby last week. And um, we hadn't all got together um, since the birth of the baby for any kind of a corporate gathering. And so last night was, although I was running late and, you know, it was a little bit frazzled, I guess, just busy day. Just when we got together, there was just something special about it, I guess, for me. And just thinking about days before us and always the dynamics of the addition of children inserted into our endeavor to establish to the best that we know how the the kingdom of God on the earth among among God's people. And so there's just a lot of emotion within that for me. Um I won't go into all of it, but I'm just thinking about, I'm reflecting on last night and and just kind of what I prayed and what I just really sensed the Lord speaking to me, is, is being at a place of just being, I mean, it's, this is so hard to explain. It's so hard to articulate without being misunderstood or being received as something it's not. Because anytime we talk about finding comfort and peace in our present level of maturity, our spiritual growth, you know, there's there's just this, it has to be prefaced with now, I'm talking about originating in a place of knowing I'm spiritually growing. Like really knowing that, of, of really being convinced there's evidence of that in my life. Because otherwise, finding a place of peace in our current spiritual condition can actually be to our detriment if, in fact, we're not growing and not maturing, not being changed into the likeness and image of Jesus, then it's quite dangerous and, and, and obviously the opposite, which is, well, I shouldn't be comforted. I shouldn't be encouraged. Well, because otherwise the message is what it basically was my whole life, which is, you know, Hey, it's okay. Just be who you are, where you are. God loves you. God loves you. He just takes us all as we are. And and that's what I mean about saying I need to just preface this a little bit with we have to filter these things through first asking ourselves questions and like really interrogating ourselves and our spiritual maturity and like First and foremost, am I sure I'm in that place of spiritual maturation and change? 
and conforming into the image of Jesus Christ. If I can confirm that is true, and I'm clear in my conscience and in myself about that being true, then, okay, let's move further. But in no way do I want to just condone just, well, you know, God's just a good, perfect Father, so, you know, He just loves us where we are, so just stay where you are. Because I just want to be so... I want to be so careful because that would obviously oppose everything else I always say on here, which is hopefully to propel us and move us further and further into a maturing place. Being capable, mature sons, as the Bible talks about. And so with that in place, and with that assumption being true that, that you are in that place yourself... And that I found that place in me of a clear conscience of believing I'm, I'm in a place where I can really walk in the peace of God in reflection upon my life and, and what I do and, and who I'm becoming. And that I am in fact pursuing the Lord with my whole heart. Then last night just really spoke to me, okay? So, obviously this... This child is a week old. He just he just primarily sleeps. He doesn't really accomplish anything. He can't do much of anything. He eats and he sleeps. <laughs> the definition of a newborn. He eats and he rests. And that's about it. And this is, this is what struck me last night during our time of worship as I was just kind of thinking about this child and, you know, thanking God for his birth, being safe and, you know, everything just went well with him and with his mother. And just kind of sharing in that, that work of God, the miraculous work of God and fashioning and forming and knitting together a human life within another. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. And so I was just thinking about last night how I want God to see me that way. And I believe He does. I believe God sees me in that way. In what sense? Okay, well, in the sense of like, God knows my abilities. He knows my present condition. He knows what I can do, what I, what I can put my hands to and accomplish. He knows me fully well. He knows my inabilities. He knows what I can't yet digest he knows my limitations presently in my current condition, in my current place of maturity. And as I thought about this boy last night, I thought, well, you know, our expectations on him are, are pretty small. No one's expecting him to get up and walk around or run around the room. Nobody really right now is wondering, well, when is he going to say his first word? I wonder when he's going to start speaking. I wonder when he's going to 
throw a ball. I mean, no one is thinking along those lines. Well, why not? Well, because he's a newborn baby. We're not going to put expectations on that child that are completely unreasonable and entirely unattainable for him to meet. Well, why? Because we're we're rooted in reality. We know his natural abilities and present inabilities. There's no one disappointed that all that child does is eat and sleep. Of course, the children, you know, his siblings are wanting him to play. I remember that when we had our son. I couldn't believe his inability. (laughs) I had never been around children very much. They had always scared me and intimidated me. I was convinced I didn't even want children. And so when our gift of a son came, I was ready. I was ready to play. I was ready to to <laughs> interact and take him places. And I had unreasonable, ridiculous expectations that I quickly realized were absolutely unattainable for a, for a lengthy season. A little dose of reality for the ignorant daddy. <laughs> and so outside of his siblings, of course, wanting him to be able to play and all that, nobody rationally expects much of this newborn child. And last night during our time of worship together, I just really felt like a truth within that that God was really wanting to speak to me about, you know, God knows my abilities. He knows my present capability of walking in certain levels of faith, of walking in certain levels of maturity as a son. Now, now my task really is to not just bask in the goodness of God and He is the perfect Father. How awesome it is that we've been told that one of God's many attributes is He's just the, the perfect demonstration of a Father. He loves perfectly. He judges perfectly. His correction, His training of us, His end of things is perfect, flawless. What an awesome God we serve because He could be anything. He could have been a warlord of a super deity wielding a a rod of fear, demanding we are just subjects performing His will under His hand of threat. And ironically, that's how many people see God. But we know Yahweh Eternal is a perfect Father. A loving Father who doesn't just love, but He is love. He is love, y'all. He doesn't just love me. Love is who He is. 
And so how awesome we have a loving father who perfectly executes all the attributes of a father towards his children. Patience, loving kindness, His goodness and His kindness leads us to be a repentant child, to turn to Him, a response to His Himself, who is love. And so really the call of my life, the purpose of my life, is to rightly respond to this awesome loving Father's extension of Himself to me in my present condition. That he fully knows. Friend, he knows your present condition. He knows your secret sin. He knows your wonderings of your imagination, your doubts, your fears, your strong beliefs, your strengths, your gifts. But he is love. And he receives us as we are. He receives us. And so my position is to respond to what I see revealed to me by Himself, the conviction of the Holy Spirit in any matter of my life that propels me to change. When I walk controlled by the Spirit, When I read the scriptures and I see the patterns of Jesus not just trying to do what he did and be a a carbon copy of Jesus just by doing what he did, but like literally entering into knowing him by joining myself with the spirit of Jesus. I'm not going to go into all that, but the scriptures that talk about the spirit of Jesus, those walking according to his pattern, deferring to the Father, deferring to the perfect Father for the will exchange lifestyle. Do we think about how Jesus, I mean, this is just striking me right now, do we think about how Jesus And I know I talk about this all the time, but give me a second to get to a different part of it. Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Again, I say this all the time. He suffered because he came as a baby. He grew in the womb of a young virgin girl. He took the exact same path as you and I. And so as he himself was at one time a seven-day-old infant. He had to mature in the natural. He had to mature in the spiritual. He had to yield his will and exchange it for the will of the perfect Father. It was a journey for Jesus, the Emmanuel God-man. It was a journey that he took and fulfilled with perfection so that those of us who now follow him, follow in his lineage lineage and heritage, we do likewise. 
going before the perfect father, allowing him to investigate our life, saying what David often said, which was search me, know me, try me, look around in me, perfect father. Is there any wicked way in me? Scrutinize me, Father. And then we respond to what is illuminated within us, and thereby we mature. So, friend, where are you today? We need to know. We need to be constantly spiritually assessing our life in a safe, rightful way. Most of my life I spent in self-condemnation examination. I'm not this. I'm not that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about from a place of faith, believing God himself is able. As I talked about a couple weeks ago, if he is the author and the, the origin, he can carry it through to fruition and be the perfecter, the finisher. If I am in fact remaining on that potter's wheel of becoming whatever image he defines as right for me, his likeness, holy as he is holy, the image of the invisible, just like the firstborn of many brethren, the Son, capital S. That's our challenge. So friend, can you find a place if you're not there and, and, and search yourself and examine yourself? Am I in a place where I am sure I'm spiritually maturing and, and I'm walking in the level of a spiritual son that is pleasing to my Father? First and foremost, am I currently seated in a place dependent upon my Father? Whether I am an infant, a toddler, a middle schooler, or a grown adult, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever I am, are we walking fulfilling the demands and the opportunities and the privilege of walking in the level of spiritual maturity that God desires us to be in. Whatever He defines that to be for us individually. And if it's, if upon self-examination we are not quite as far along as we thought, Amen. That's okay. Let's just be honest and acknowledge that and move from there. Let's mature from there. Like I said last night, may we just look at ourselves and be like, this is who I am. <laughs> this is who I am, God. I fully know my, my son's capabilities presently. I know what he can handle. I know what he can do. I know what he can't yet process and really think through rightly and, and carry out. I know that because I'm his father. And isn't it silly when our children try to convince us 
of something we fully know well he cannot do. Son, you just can't do that. And I'm not, I'm not talking about tasks necessarily, although that, it, although that is applicable. I'm talking more so like emotional things, relational things, decision-making. Son, you just can't do that yet, honey. It's okay. Daddy doesn't expect you to be able to do that. You have proven you just can't do that, and that's okay. That's all right. Let's just, let's just be honest with where you are today. And I really feel that that is, that is something that would be pleasing for us, a place for us to be found before Yahweh God, the perfect Father, to just come to Him and say, you know what, God, I'm just not there yet. I'm just not there. I don't know if, if, if I'm supposed to be or if I should be, but whatever the case, you know, I'm just not quite there. And like be transparent first and foremost before God himself and then before whatever brethren you are aligned with in your life to just say, you know what, I'm just not, I'm just not there. I pray you have a place where you can safely and rightly do that with other people doing the same. Saying, you know what? But I hope in the Lord. I trust in my perfect Father to teach me and train me because that's what He does. And maybe God is calling you to be moving up a little bit. Maybe it's time for some maturity. Maybe it's time to walk in some faith that you know you're supposed to be walking in, but you just keep saying you can't, and so therefore you don't. Maybe that's true. Maybe there's some besetting sin in your life that's like always that nagging thing in the back of your head that keeps you from a clear conscience. And you know it's time to lay that down. Friend, lay it down. (laughs) Lay it down. Make the exchange. Make the exchange in order to become a mature son. In order to move up in your spiritual grade. To be handed some more of the Father's business. To be a rightful heir, ready to do the work of the Father that the Father is looking. I'm convinced He's looking for someone to give the business to. He wants to train us for something. He wants to train us, but we need to be capable. We need to be looking to Him. We need to be maturing. And so may we find that place of clarity of conscience, of just like that sweet child last night, just this is who I am. (laughs) And the only expectations that we need to rise to, friend, are God's expectations of you, of me, not of man's expectations and demands, not even of our own. Sometimes we put unattainable demands and goals upon our own life, spiritually speaking, 
that we try to accomplish in our own efforts and convince ourselves we should be walking in and attaining that maybe we're just not quite ready yet for. Maybe we're just not quite spiritually mature like we wished we were to handle these things that we have convinced ourselves we can do, we can carry, we can accomplish. What things are we accomplishing in our own efforts and and only if the Spirit of God Himself reveals that we're not dependent upon His own strength and ability do we need to step back and say, oh, wow, maybe I'm still in my infancy in this area of my life. And that's okay if it's true. Oh man, I just have these imaginations of what, what if our age, what if the church of our age got these things? What if they grasped these things, these simple things of just abandoning to the, the transparency and safety The vulnerability of just saying, you know what? Maybe I'm just not as mature as I thought. Sorry. (laughs) What freedom there is in that. It doesn't invalidate that we're maturing. It doesn't invalidate the work of God in a man. If it's true. (laughs) Again, if it's true. Otherwise, We're performers. We're performers. We don't want children who perform for us and fake obedience just to earn some merit or reward. And I don't believe the perfect, eternal Yahweh Father God desires that either. It's our heart He's after. It's our honesty. Again and again and again, it's our dependence as children of the Most High. When I'm 76, I want to be a child of the King. There are reasons why we are told these specific words in Scripture. A childlike faith. The heart of a child. A child of the Most High King, a son, an heir. We have to factor all of these things we're told in Scripture that we are and hold them all rightly in a great balance of equality of the complexity of who we are in Christ, in Him. There's a lot going on, friend. That's why the asking Jesus into your heart approach is just not enough. It's just not enough. Having little little Sally ask Jesus into her heart and get wet with some water and come up smiling and good for the rest of her days, it's not enough. It has not worked. It has not prepared our children to be a godly generation. We have to see that it's not worked. There is much more 
for us to enter into and to give ourselves to and to mature into. So be encouraged today to just be sure that you're presenting yourself before God who already knows. He already knows. Have you ever had your child lie to you if you're a parent? Oh man, I remember when my son first started telling his little lies. I'm like, oh no, 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 please. Uh, the father knows. The father knows. <laughs> if even we as mere fallen, mistake-ridden, natural parents know the hearts of our children <laughs> and know when they're keeping something from us, how much greater, y'all, does the eternal God who sees and knows every single thing hidden seen, unseen, things not yet even to transpire, why in the world would we try to keep anything hidden from Him? What a vain, vain, vain endeavor that is. So just present yourself to Him today as a living sacrifice of just, you know what, here I am. Here I am. Maybe you don't even know what that means Start there. God, who am I? Where am I? Where am I in the timeline of what is pleasing to you in light of my spiritual maturity and sanctification process of walking out the plan you have for me? I believe we can find it. I believe we can find it without such striving and effort. I think the, the, the key is in the abandoning, abandoning, in the abandonment of self. Lord, have your way in us, please. Help, help me, help us to find, to find our way, to find our identity to walk in your shalom and peace. Not as this world gives and nor do the circumstances that make sense in my life that give me peace and comfort, not according to those things. Peace that only you give. I believe it's, it's for us. Amen.